Hey, good morning. You know, I'm reading in Psalm 116 and it says, Return, return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And uh, I was looking at, at the, uh, that word rest and one of, the, one of the understandings of it is like home. It's a settled place. It's home. And, uh, you know, we've been away, but it's, it's good to be home, you know, where you feel settled. You know, it's like, it's, it's like this place here is home, too. You know, it's, a, it's your home church, hopefully. Some of you, you know, it's not. Some of you are visiting, and, and we're glad to have you here with us. Let's open our Bibles. John chapter 6, please. John chapter 6, we're going to pick it up where, <clears throat> where Justin and Patrick left off. They uh, did a great job, I thought. I, I, uh, I think we have a great team of people here to keep things going, right? It, it doesn't depend on me or my wife. It's, it's a team of people that we have here, and, and uh, things keep going. We're not perfect, but there's no perfect church I've, I've discovered. Because you know what they say, right? If you find the perfect church, as soon as you go there, it's not perfect anymore, right? So, but we have a, we have a good thing here, you know. God has blessed us, you know. It's one of the things you realize, you know, you go other places and you, and you, and you just appreciate what God has given to you at home, in your home church. And, uh, you know, it's comfortable here. And, and uh, so Justin talked in, the, in his teaching about, you know, a hard teaching. And, uh, you know, that whole passage about, you know, Jesus saying, you know, you must partake of my, my body and my blood or, you know, you have no life in you. And, and, you know, it was really hard for them to understand that it was a hard teaching. But, but, but I, I like the way he talked about this, that, and he explained, you know, the scripture. And that's what we need to do. We need to understand what the scripture says. He's not talk, Jesus isn't talking about his physical body and his physical blood, right? He's talking about what he did for us on the cross. Now, we must partake of that by faith, that he gave his life. He gave his life for us. And we must partake about it. And then Patrick got to the section where, you know, he said... You know, who can accept it? The people said, who can accept this? This is hard. Who can accept it? And, and Jesus was calling them to make a decision. He, and, and he does that with you and I as well. He calls us to make a decision. It was a hard message. And maybe, you know, I don't know that it was hard for them to understand, but it was a hard message in that it brought out their hard hearts. And that's really what, where the problem is. It's in our hearts. They, they didn't like what they heard. Previous to this in the, in the section uh, of chapter 6, we talked about the grumbling and complaining. Remember that? Some of you are still complaining and grumbling about that message. You don't want to hear about that. I, you know, being on this trip, I, you know, I don't know, there was quite a few times. And when you're traveling and and, and I told Anthony at the end, I said, you know what? It's hard to travel when you're young, and it's hard to travel when you're old. And so, you know, we got these young kids, and we got these old people, us. And this is hard, you know. And, and, and some of these times, you know, I'm, I, I find myself, I'm complaining. Maybe not outwardly, but I'm complaining like, oh, why do we do 
And I'm going like, oh, yeah, I just gave a message about not complaining. I better, like, get this together because this isn't right. Anyways, they didn't like, they did not like what they heard. They complained about it. He said he was the bread of heaven. And then he said, you've got to partake of me, you know, completely and totally. And they, they didn't like it. Now, one of the things that, that this makes me think of is that we need to preach the truth of the word, no matter if people like it or not. And I think that's one of the problems we see in the church, the overall church today, is that people are preaching what the people want to hear, what the people like. And so we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about a place called hell. We're not going to talk about sin. We're not going to talk about the devil. We're not going to talk about these things that people don't really want to hear. But Jesus didn't do that. I heard David Jeremiah on the radio coming in this morning, and, and he was speaking about this, and he, he said that, that Jesus talked about heaven and hell. But he actually talked about hell twice as much as he talked about heaven. What happens is, and Paul talked about this, is that if we, if we go down that path, we, we, we're just like tickling the itching ears. We get the itching ear syndrome. We're only going to say what people want to hear to get their ears tickled. And, and you know, the truth is you can do that and, and, you, and get a church really big because people are really liking what they hear. But are they hearing what they need to hear? And, and are we faithfully teaching what the Bible has to say? Sadly, as Patrick pointed out, many left. Many left. They didn't hear what they wanted to hear. They didn't like what they heard. So what did they do? What did they, do? they left. And what verse was that? 666. Now, pa Patrick explained... And I thought that was good, you know, that we don't need to be superstitious about verse numbers and, and the number 666, and those, those were added much later. But I still think about it like 666, people leaving. And, and David Guzik uh, calls this, or he quotes this, calling it the first great apostasy in the church. And apostasy is when, you know, people, they just turn away from God. And, and, you know, again, is it related to the number 666 in the book of Revelation? I don't know, but, but there's bad about it, right? It's not a good thing when, when a whole bunch of people turn away from following after Jesus. It's not a good thing. Apostasy is not a good thing. And so I, I kind of see that working in with the section that I have that, that Patrick wanted that I saved for myself, I'll be honest with you. But can you imagine what it was like when the crowds that were following Jesus, most of them, many of them, they stopped following him. They just left. And, and Jesus is now left with a, a, a much smaller group of people. And specifically, he's speaking now to his apostles, his disciples, Right? Patrick pointed this out. Some stayed. Many left, but some stayed. And you stayed, if you're a follower of Jesus. I stayed. And Peter is going to tell us in these verses now why. Why do we stay? Let's read verse 67. John chapter 6, 
verse 67, <clears throat> excuse me. Jesus asks the 12, you do not want to leave too, do you? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? And he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. He says in verse 67, You. All those others had left, and he, he, you know, he, he put a decision in front of them too. And they made their decision, and they left. But then he points to these 12, and, and, and you know what? They were his disciples, his, his closest disciples, ones that, that he had chosen to be his you know, apostles, his disciples, his, the 12. But he spoke to them too. You see, Jesus isn't just speaking to the crowd out there. He's speaking to each one of us. And he wants to ask us questions. He wants to, to get to the heart of who we are too. Have you made a decision? And I think we're all asked that question. Are you really in? Are you fully in? Are you, have you made that decision? You want to partake completely, totally of the cross and what Jesus did for you on the cross. His body and his, it was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. Are you all in with that? Matthew Henry, the, the commentator, he says it's your choice. He said, Christ will keep or detain none with him against their will. He's not going to force us to stay with him. It's our choice. It's the, the choice that you and I have. But he says to them, what about you? What about you? And I think he says to, a t to us today as well, what about you? Where are you at? Well, I go to church. Well, there's crowds of people go to church. You know, before this time, there was huge crowds at the church following Jesus, right? Huge crowds. What about you? Verse 68, though, I think this is the verse that Patrick wanted to, to, to take. He said, Simon Peter answered him. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, Simon Peter, you know, he's kind of answering for the, for the group of the 12, right? He's answering for all of them. Keep that in mind when we get to the end. There, that, that comes into play a little bit. But, but Simon Peter could say some pretty foolish things sometimes, right? He's kind of like that. He could say some really outlandish, crazy things. And then sometimes he could say some pretty incredible things. Here he's saying some pretty incredible stuff. I think. But what about this? Matthew chapter 16, Jesus had just talked about the fact that he had to go to the cross. And the great Peter says, took him aside and began to rebuke him. I mean, I can't even, you know, you're going to rebuke Jesus? Like, Are you, are you serious? And he says, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And he's talking about the cross. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are stumbling block to me. Peter, what is up with you? 
But he could say some pretty amazing things too, couldn't he? Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You know, where else are you going to go? That's the question. To whom shall we go? You know, if you're, if you're being asked, you know, what about you? What, you know, it, it, the question is, where are you going to stay? Are you going to go? What are you going to do? To whom shall we go, Peter says. Where else can we go? Is there anywhere else? Is there anyone else that we can go to? Where did all those other people go? The crowds, the many. And, you know, we could follow the crowd, right? But where's that crowd going? Just because everybody's going that way, does that mean that it's the right way? Warren Wearsby, you all know Warren Wearsby, I quote him a lot. And I heard in the last few weeks that he passed away. Did you hear that? He passed away. He was a great man in the church, and, and we're all still being blessed by his studying and his teaching and what he had to share. But anyways, he said this, that they went back to the old life, the old religion, and the old helpless situation. They went back to nothing that was going to be helpful for them. If, if you want to leave Jesus now, and, and, and you know, some, uh, some people, you know, they're, they're with the crowd. They're going to follow Jesus and, and see where he goes. But at some point, they're going to make a decision to go back and stop following him, as that crowd did. Where did they go? Where can you go? You have to think about this. Where are you going to go? Back to what you used to do? Back to what you used to be? Matthew Henry says, shall we return to sin? It will certainly destroy us. Shall we leave the fountain of living waters for broken cisterns? Shall we go to the heathen philosophies, to the scribes and the Pharisees? What good can they do? Shall we go to Moses, as the Jews would do? Shall we go to Moses? And Matthew Henry said, he will send us back to Jesus. And that's what he would do. Where can you and I go? You know, think about it for a minute. Maybe you, you're a new believer. Maybe you've been a believer for a long time. If you left following him, where would you, what would you go to? Where would you go? What are the options? Go to a drug, to a bottle, a relationship, a job, a toy, a, a status. You know, I don't know about you, but I've tried all those things in my lifetime, before I was a believer and some of it even after being a believer. And you know what? They don't, they don't do it. They don't meet the need. Where else can you go? To whom shall we go? For what? To find love. Nobody loves me like you, Jesus. Where are you going to go to find peace? That new television program? That new video game? Oops. That new, you know, drug that's on the market. The new drug that's becoming legal now. That's going to give you peace. Smells like skunk. You know, where will you go to find what only Jesus can give you? Where are you going to go? 
to find eternal life. That's what, that's what Peter's saying. Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. You, Jesus. It's you. It's true back in, in the Old Testament as well. Psalm 20, uh, 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. Where are you going to go? Who are you going to turn to? But him. He has the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. You know, there's a lot of things that we can go to, but do they have that promise of eternal life? Beyond this life? Do they have the hope that we're going to live forever in, in heaven with God forever and ever in his presence? Because the defi- that's the definition of heaven. Because the definition of hell is just the opposite, to be separated from him forever and ever. That's what hell is. He said, you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 8, some of my favorite verses. And maybe it'll work out that Patrick will get to do my favorite verses. I don't know. But John chapter 8, verse 31 and verse 32. John 8, 31 and 32. It says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching or if you abide in my word, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus you know, has the words of eternal life, and if we hold to his words, then we truly are his disciples, and we'll, we'll know what the truth is, and the truth will set us free. We'll, we'll be free by his words. That's why we, we put such a, a, a big emphasis on teaching the words and, 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 and studying the word of God and, and seeing what God has to say in the words of Jesus here in the Gospel of John. There are some places, sad to say, where there's not much teaching of the Word of God. There's not much preaching. There's not much where the Word of God is brought out. But there's a lot of experience, and experience is good. Personal experience is good. But without a foundation of the Word of God, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. Because, you know, what? you can get all kinds of experiences, and, and there are a lot of, you know, false experiences and counterfeit experiences. The Bible tells us, watch out for counterfeit teachers and prophets and these kinds of things. We need a solid foundation. Back in John chapter 6, Jesus said, the words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. Look at verse 69. Again, Peter saying an incredible thing. He says, we believe and we know. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Some translations, some manuscripts call this the, the Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe and we know. So Peter, Peter brings that to our attention that what, how do we have this relationship? We, first of all, it's, it's based on faith. It's based on believing in Him. We know that. From the beginning of John's, John's gospel and, and, and John 3.16, you know, what does it say? Who can tell me what John 3.16 says? 
right on. I think about a quarter of you knew, quarter of you knew it, and the rest of you were afraid to say anything. <laughs> For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him, whoever what? Believes in Him shall not perish or go to everlasting separation, that place called hell, but have eternal life. He said, you have the words of eternal life. So to have faith, but to trust in Jesus, and and again, this trusting in what? That he died on that cross for my sin. Do you believe that? Peter says, we believe and we know. We have put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. We believe in you. And we know we have this personal knowledge, this personal relationship. We, we know, Jesus, that you are the answer, the way. This, uh, this verse in Philippians chapter 3, I put it up on the screen for you. Paul says this, what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for who whose sake I have lost all things I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ Paul said you know what there's nothing more important in all the world than having a relationship to know Jesus Christ Peter says we believe and we know that you are the one do you believe that do you know that do you know that you know that you know Jesus. Jesus was not afraid to ask his disciples tough questions. And and he asks us questions today. Do you really know me? Do you know who I am? Do Do you have a relationship with me? Do you walk with me and talk with me? I found this quote, uh, and I, it's, a little hard to follow, but I, I put it up on the screen because I want you to read it with me. And it, it talks really about, about two things. One about those who left, but then it also talks about those who stayed. And there's a big difference, right? And, and, and those who left, and, and what do they have to look forward to? And those who stayed, what is their life with Jesus based upon? Look at this quote. It says, A clear perception that to abandon the the faith of Christ is to face black desolation, ruin, and death. That's what, you know, to leave Jesus, that's that's what we have to look forward to. Peter says, To whom shall we go? Is that is that what you want? Is that what what we have to look forward to if we turn away from following Jesus Christ? Desolation, ruin, and death. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm recoiling from this to be able to fall back not merely on first principles and immovable foundations, the, the Scripture, the Word of God, the principles, the, the doctrines, the teachings, but on personal experience of the living Lord. Personal experience of a living Lord. So those that leave, you know, what are they going to face? What, what is there for them? There's nothing good. But for those who stay, we have foundations, but, but, but it's more than just the theology. 
It's more than just knowing, you know, what the Scripture even says. It's having that living, personal relationship, personal experience of a living Lord. Do you have that? Do you know Him like that? That's what He wants. That's what He wants. He's the Holy One of God, you know. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's, he's God incarnate, and He came down. And, you know, He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants every day, you know, to meet with you and me. He wants, he wants us to, to, to share life with Him, not just when we get to heaven. He wants to share life now with us. You and me, His disciples, that's what He wants. He's the answer. He's the one we need. The last verses there in John chapter 6, Jesus replied, Peter says an incredible thing, and Jesus replied and said, Peter, I knew, I knew, I knew you were, you know, the bomb. I knew you were like the one I could depend on. I knew, Peter, that, you know, you'd be a good choice to be the, never mind. But what does he say to him? Look what he says. Jesus replied, have I not chosen you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? And he meant Judas, who was later to betray him. Peter, again, you know, as I said in the beginning, he's speaking for all of me. He says, you know, to whom shall we go? We've all made the decision. You're the one, man. You're the one, Jesus. But Jesus always speaks the truth, doesn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't say just kind of, well, that, you know, that's pretty generally true. He says, no, it's not true. It's not true. So when you think about this, you know, you had this group again, this group of people, many, many left following him, right? Many left, but some stayed. But even one of those that stayed, even one of those that stayed wasn't really all in, was he? He wasn't really all in. He probably nodded his head, I'm thinking. He probably nodded his head when Peter goes, to whom shall we go? And he was going like this. And then when Jesus said this, he probably dropped his head. Because Jesus saw his heart. He knew exactly who he was, what he was like. And he knows that about every one of us, too. He knows that about each one of you here today. He knows that about me. He knows where I'm at. But see, Judas was what? He's a pretender. He was a pretender. He's the ultimate pretender as the person who made that slide. I didn't make that slide, by the way. He's a pretender, and yet he was part of the group. He was there. They didn't even know. The group didn't know he was the one. They didn't know. He knew. Jesus knew. There's a pastor in, in, uh, who's with the Lord now, but he was a pastor in Philadelphia for many years, and, and he said this, and, and uh, he said there are Judases among the apparent followers of the Lord in our day. They are in our pews. 
or chairs, I say. <laughs> Even in our pulpits. And they're sometime undetected. But they betray the Lord and the gospel by both their words and their actions. Read that line again. They betray the Lord and the gospel by both their words and their actions. So yeah, they go to church. They're part of the group. They're, they're there and everything. And, and it, it may not be, you know, detected, but, but they're, they're going to betray the Lord just by their words, by what they say and by what they do, by how they live. We can't, you know, we can't keep up the show forever, right? And one day we're going to stand before him and, and we're going to say, but, you know, but I was there, I, you know. I was at Calvary Green Meadow, like, you know, I, I helped do stuff. I gave money. I, you know, I was at the festival one year. And, and God forbid, but didn't he say to somebody, you know, oh, depart from me, I never knew you? So, so it's really about, do you really know him? Do you, do you and I really know him? Do we have that relationship? David Guzik said, despite what some do, the, the crowd that turned away, he says, it should not change the faith or the walk of the true followers of Jesus. Despite what other people do, you and I are responsible. You and I... You know, what, what's our faith? What's our walk like? So the question again, we'll, we'll finish with that, is to whom shall we go? Are there really any other options? You know, say, well, I'm getting kind of bored in church and, you know, I'm not getting this. I'm not hearing what I want to hear. I'd like to hear more about this than the music, you know. I wish they'd do more like this and more like that. And, and, you know, I wish he'd wear a suit coat or something. Somebody told me that. <laughs> if he wear, would wear a suit and a tie, you know, that would really kind of like put it all together for me. You know, Jesus has the words of eternal life. It's, it's all about him. It's not about us it's about him to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life and and you know we we need to just have our minds made up you know i'm going to follow jesus no turning back that song we could have sang today we're going to sing a different song but no turning back though none go with me still i will follow what's the other verse the cross before me the world behind me I'm going to follow you, Jesus, all the way home. We have another song. We say, I'm going to follow you all the way home to heaven. There's no one else I could go to. We're going to sing about that in a minute. No, no one else that's going to take me where I need to go. Amen? Amen? We're going to pray. And I think it's a good time to just confirm that in your own heart, in your own mind with Jesus. And then you could say those words. Jesus, where else would I go? You know, go back to my old life? Go back to my, 
you know, old ways, the parties, the partying, you know, the, the stuff I used to do, what, you know, what's that going to do for me? You have the words of eternal life. You, I believe you, I believe in you, and I know you, that you are the Son of God, and I want to follow you. Father in heaven, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus. Where, where else could we go to find eternal life? We're sinners. We, 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 can't, we can't even go through one day without messing up. Where else can we go but to you, the one who has, who, who has the, the way, you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that, that we can get to the Father only through you. So, Lord, we just, we just want to recommit ourselves. Forgive us if we've gone and tried to satisfy that longing in our souls and our hearts with the stuff of this world. That doesn't mean we don't have to live in this world, Lord. I know that, but, but really what we really need is you. Nothing else. No one else. In the very depths of our being, it's you, Lord. It's you, it's you, it's you. Maybe you want to just, again, recommit yourself to him and Say, Jesus, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not going to leave because there's, it's pointless. There's nowhere to go. Why leave if you found the truth? You are the, the way and the truth. And you are my life. And Jesus, maybe there are some here today and they've still been searching, but, but maybe today they want to say, I, where am I going to go? I, I want life. I want eternal life. And you could, you could do that if that's you here this morning. You can, you can reach out to him and say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. And I ask you into my life today, May 26, 2019. What a, what a wonderful thing it is to begin a relationship with Jesus, the Savior of the world. Lord, we pray especially for tonight as well that at the crusade, the outreach, that many, many, many would come to know Jesus. Come to know you as Savior, as Lord, and, and leave that place changed. A life can change in an hour and a half when we meet with you, the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said...
Amen. Let's stand and sing one more song together.